time for Taking Care of Business on Midlands 103. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Midlands 103. Hello and a very good evening to you all. It's Tuesday the 11th of April. I'm Ronan Berry and you're very welcome to Taking Care of Business here on Midlands 103. Big thanks to Pete Casey there sitting in at Farai on drive time before me. Um, Always great to see Pete around the place and uh, I can confirm he definitely had his clothes on despite the last song he played. Who wouldn't with an evening like that out there? But anyway, what have I got for you between between now and 8pm this evening? Well, the Good Friday Agreement signed 25 years ago yesterday brought peace to this island and paved the way for unprecedented unprecedented economic development and it became a blueprint for conflict resolution globally. This evening I'm going to take a closer look at exactly how that agreement has shaped business both north and south of the border. Part of the agreement saw the creation of Intertrade Ireland which has been helping small businesses explore new cross-border markets to develop new products, processes and services and to help them become investor ready for over 20 years now. I'll be joined a little bit later by CEO Margaret Harty who will outline the ongoing success of that organisation that has generated over 1.3 billion euros worth of value for Irish businesses and supported over 8,000 companies in the process. Also, Mullingar's INA Computer Solutions have opened an office in Newry recently and their managing director, Rona McNamara, will be along to discuss their ambitious plans and they have a number of local jobs being created in that process also. And I'll also be touching on, there was a significant announcement in Mid- on Midlands 103 today. The Customer Service Awards 2023 have just been launched. I'll have all the details on that a little bit later. Plus, I'll give you a comprehensive update on the race card for the Kilbegan race for the season ahead. God, it's April already and things are really starting to take off and get back into the swing of things. But as the central team tonight is going to be on the Good Friday Agreement and particularly the fact that it brought peace to this island And I would say for a lot of us in the Midlands, we probably overlook the significance of that. We almost take it for granted. Maybe we do take it for granted. Let me know what you think, though. 083 103, of course, the text and WhatsApp number powered by Lambert's Toyota on the Arden Road in Tullamore. But to look at this a little bit closer on the day that US President Joe Biden is touching down in Ireland to mark the 25th anniversary of the signing of the Good Friday Agreement, but also to visit some of his Irish relatives across Mayo and visit other parts of the country, too. And again, every St. Patrick's Day, that debate and discussion goes on about the trips that Irish ministers make across the world and is it needed, is it necessary I would be somebody who's fundamentally and absolutely in the camp that we do need those those state visits. We have a place at the top table in so many countries across the world that no other country does and we need to exploit that we need to embrace that and welcome it. So it's great to see President Biden coming back to Ireland He's already mentioned about peace and about the role that peace plays. So to look a little bit more about that, I'm delighted to be joined by Colm O'Callaghan. Colm is Director of Public Affairs and Advocacy at the American Chamber of Commerce in Ireland. Uh, very good evening, Colm. I suppose to begin, the significance of peace, it really cannot be, be downplayed in terms of the role it plays in attracting and retaining American foreign direct investment. Hi, Ronan. Thanks very much. It's great to join you this evening. I, I think the role of peace is key. And when we look to the Good Friday Agreement, uh, as you mentioned, its 25th anniversary yesterday and the establishment of peace on, on this island, it's had a hugely positive and significant impact, particularly in terms of U.S. investment in Ireland. When we look at the, the scale of U.S. investment here today, we've over 950 U.S. companies in Ireland. 
they directly employ 209,000 people and indirectly support a further 167,000 jobs. And if we were to compare that even just to, to 2017, for instance, six years ago, that's a, an increase of 35% in direct employment and an increase of, of over 67% in indirect jobs supported by US companies here. US companies spend about 31 billion in the Irish economy annually. But I, I think what's key when we look at, at the US-Ireland relationship and how it has strengthened, say, in the last 25 years, um, we very much have a relationship that's two-way in cultural terms, two-way in societal terms, but it's also very much two-way in economic terms and in trade and investment terms. Um, in the US now, we, we have over 650 Irish companies uh, employing over 100,000 people across all 50 states. And Ireland is the ninth largest source of FDI in the US. And that's particularly significant, I think, when we, we see pre- President Biden touching down this week to mark the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement, that we actually recognise how our relationship is very much a two-way relationship, but it's not just societal, it's not just cultural, it's also at an all-time high in in economic and trade and investment terms as well. To say that a nation of 5 million people can create over 150,000 jobs in the US is, quite frankly, staggering, and it really shows that we are punching above our weight. Again, that relationship, that close relationship, has to be a huge component of that. Yes, uh, absolutely. I, I, I think uh, I know you mentioned the, the St. Patrick's Day and St. Patrick's Week visits in your introduction there. Uh, and this year, for instance, the American Chamber of Commerce, we've representatives in New York, in Washington, D.C., and in San Francisco for our annual U.S. outreach, where we engage with business leaders, stakeholders, government leaders from both the U.S. Uh, and Ireland on the importance of that transatlantic relationship. And I, I think what you see firsthand there and what, what we see firsthand in, in those instances is to the degree to which Ireland punches uh, above its weight. You know, we, we have a standing uh, invitation to the, the White House every year. Uh, and when we've engaged with, with government leaders and with key stakeholders in the U.S., we've heard strong support for, for strengthening our trade and investment relationship, but also strong support for protecting and ensuring the Good Friday Agreement endures into the future. And I, I think in that context, you know, we have a very deeply intertwined relationship with over 30 million Americans claiming Irish heritage. So it's very important on that side. But when we look here, we see over one third of U.S. multinationals in Ireland, for instance, have been here for more than 20 years. Uh, and we looked at the significance of President Biden's visit this week, but we see 60 years ago in 1973, President Kennedy visited Ireland. Since then, I think President Biden will be the eighth sitting president to visit Ireland. And actually what that shows is the enduring nature of the strengthening U.S.-Ireland relationship. And I think it's fair to say, both out in communities that the president will be visiting, but also in the business community here nationally, there's great excitement around this visit as well. I mean, last week it, it hit the headlines. I mean, the Microsoft alone, two subsidiaries of it paid over €3 billion Euro in corporation tax last year. So not only is it, a, you know, American FDI, is it a source of huge employment? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it really is really the lifeblood of our, of our economy. Yeah, no, 100%. And I, I think we talk to our members regularly about what attracts them to, to invest in Ireland and how they, they view Ireland as an investment location. What's really positive is Ireland has a pro-enterprise ecosystem. We have processes where, where there's going to be changed. There are timely uh, and extensive consultation uh, processes. But what our members say is their, their key attraction here is actually the talent pool available to work. And in that context, what, what you see is Ireland has the, an incredibly highly educated workforce. 
um, uh, and I think proportionally the fourth most internationalised workforce in the EU, um, which is really attractive for, for businesses coming here. But Ireland is also now the only English-speaking common law gateway to the European Union for the US, uh, and that's leading to a lot of US businesses to continue to, to, to choose to invest here and to locate their, their European headquarters here. Most recently, we, we asked our, our members uh, a few weeks ago in terms of their view of, of Ireland as an investment uh, and growth location into the future. 92% of our members have a positive view of Ireland as a place in which to invest uh, and to grow. And in that context as well, 64% said they expect to grow employee numbers over the next 12 months as well. And 31% expect to in- maintain their current employee numbers. So that really shows that, that U.S. business is here um, uh, the ones that are here, they're incredibly committed to Ireland, to investing in Ireland, to growing in Ireland, and also to being a, a part of the communities in which they're based as well. They're strong words because I know President Biden as well, I mean, he is trying to increase, you know, re, kind of reinvigorate the American economy too by looking at, you know, in, in incentivizing companies to, to build more, to create more jobs in the US as well. It sounds there though like US companies, that commitment to this country remains as strong as ever. Yes, no. Uh, as I mentioned, one in three have been here for, for more than 20 years. 92% of a positive view uh, of Ireland as an investment and growth location. And I, I think we, we just look at the, the scale of companies here. Say, for instance, we're seeing really strong investments uh, at the minute, particularly in the sectors of, of pharma and of med tech. And the indications are that this will continue. Um, really, are, are the companies that are here are committed to, to being here. Talent is a key attraction to, to bringing new investment in. And I think for, for us in the American Chamber, what we say is the future of inward investment is, is going to be as much about where, where people want to live as where companies want to base themselves. And what we hear from our members is that they're really positive about, about the future of Ireland as an investment and growth location, about their futures in Ireland. Uh, and then we see the extraordinary level of world-class talent, but also world-class innovation coming out of Ireland as well. For instance, in COVID, with, with such a small population, we, we saw again our, our contribution in global terms, where Ireland was actually the fifth largest exporter of COVID-related products um, in, in the world. And, uh, and they see that, that we continue to, to punch above our weight, but also that the workforce in Ireland is, is the most productive in the world, as reported by the OECD. So there are many, many factors that make Ireland a really attractive place for, for U.S. business to, to invest and to grow. And as a result of that, we see great commitment from our, our members in Ireland to Ireland and looking to their futures in Ireland as well. Absolutely. No, it's a, it's a fantastic success story. I think people will I say, be pleasantly surprised to find that Ireland is the ninth largest investor back into the US yeah. as well. Quite staggering for a nation of our size. It'll all, when we win the Rugby World Cup later this year, you know, we'll really put our names on yeah. that global map as well. But for now, Colm, thank you so much. I know it's going to be a busy week for yourselves in the American Chamber of Commerce Ireland too with President Biden's visit. But I thank you so much for that comprehensive update too. And it, it really kind of showcases the importance of peace and what it does in, in creating that foundation for FDI in the country. Thank you. And we'll catch up again soon. Thanks, Ronan. Thanks. Uh, after the break, I'm going to be talking to the Managing Director of INET Computer Solutions based in Mullingar and uh, founded by Rona McNamara. And he'll talk about the business, the service they do, talk about the sheer importance, the message cannot be understated, the importance of cybersecurity for all businesses. But also, they've opened a new office up in Newry and um, they've worked with Intertrade Ireland as part of that. Again, Intertrade Ireland was formed following the Good Friday Agreement. And a little bit later in the show, I'll be joined by its CEO, Margaret Harty, to give you more details about the supports and services it can do, but to really reinforce that message of 
what having peace on the island does from an economic perspective. So, busy evening ahead still. Lots more to come on Taking Care of Business. Taking Care of Business. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmead. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Still to come this evening, Margaret Harty, the CEO of Intertrade Ireland, will talk about the organisation that has supported over 8,000 businesses and generated over 1.3 billion euros worth of value for Irish businesses since it was founded um, as part of the Good Friday Agreement. And that agreement, which was signed 25 years ago as of yesterday, it has had such a seismic impact on this island, you know, from the point of view of peace. We know that message is a key message Joe Biden is bringing. Uh, Colin McCallan there from the Dublin or the American Chamber of Commerce spoke about that and the impact it has in attracting and retaining American FDI. And as he pointed out, the future looks very bright indeed from an American FDI perspective in this country too. Also, I'll be looking at the Customer Service Awards, which were launched today, and I'll get you an update too on the Kilbegan race card for the season ahead. But before that, I'm going to go across to Mullingar and introduce you to Ronan McNamara. Ronan is a founder and managing director of iNet Computer Solutions. They were formed over, it formed in 2004 and to provide a range of IT service solutions to businesses in a multitude of different sectors. A very good evening, Ronan. Good evening, Ronan. Uh, thanks for inviting me out to the show this evening. Ronan, back in 2004, did we even know what ICT and managed computer services were? How did, how did INET's computer solutions come about? Well, uh, they initially we came back, came about just identifying a, a need uh, for, for B2B uh, um basically identifying uh, innovative IT solutions um, across different sectors. Uh, we looked at construction, manufacturing, medical, education, agri and professional services. We kind of honed in and focused in on most of those verticals um, and found a niche market within them just to develop uh, and identify then uh, cloud-based solutions. Uh, as, as time came on back in 2004, Cloud was never heard of. Nobody knew what that was other than what was in the sky. So uh, things over 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 those years. For us. But uh, today, uh, yeah, we're 19 years in business, and uh, we have over 100 clients and um, who we work with every day of the week. Uh, and uh, we have uh, helped them um, bring digital transformation and process automation into their business. Um, Try and identify ways for making bringing more efficiencies, which everybody is looking for in business these days. Was the pandemic a kind of a key point with that in terms of people really had to shift the focus on their whole computers, iNet, or their whole kind of you know, cybersecurity, empowering people to work from home, work remotely? Did, did that put a huge spotlight on maybe what companies were doing or indeed were not doing? Yeah, so certainly, yeah, COVID and and, and uh, that day in March, I think um, all of us remember, remember so, so widely, was a, was a big big turning point, certainly in IT. Uh, it brought forward, really, the life cycle of remote working, uh, which was probably four or five years out, even at that stage. Prior to it, brought it all fast forward and brought, brought it to the current um I think it's, it, it, it brought a lot of positives to business, although the negative impact initially for it certainly did bring a positive way and a different focus on business and how people could do business. And uh, gladly we were able to help our customers um, get through it and work through it, and, and we worked with them in the same. Um, it was wonderful to have their, their voice solutions for their telephone at home and ability to make calls at home while not in the office and working full remote. 
um, that along for the cloud technologies re- really, really offered those clients uh, wonderful um, and positive impacts as well. You know. It has. It's had a huge, huge effect and impact on the way we work and indeed how we go about our work too. But of course, it also threw an even bigger spotlight on things like cybersecurity. And undoubtedly, everybody listening has seen a massive increase in the amount of spam, amount of phishing emails over the past couple of years, particularly the last year seems to be just bedlam altogether through every, through every platform, text, emails, everything. From, when it comes to cybersecurity, how important is it for all businesses? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's hugely important in, in today's world for for every business, um, the small business right through to, to the corporate force. Like you know, everybody's identified an issue um, where where it has impacted their business somewhat. Um, it started very simply, yeah, with phishing attempts on it, an email, and it's now moved forward to you know from more advanced um, methods of encrypting data, or somebody clicking on a link and potentially encrypting your data. Um, which which really um, creates a, a major impact for for any small business for it because every day the you know the availability to their systems to their software their their people to be able to serve their customers to need access to that information uh, like a typical statistic of it like is thirty percent of Irish firms have been hit by a cyber attack at some stage and uh, like there's a recent uh, commissioned survey with IBM uh, revealed that. Quarter percent, a quarter of Irish organisations experienced a cyber attack last year alone, and uh, th- that's huge figures. That's what we know of. Um, I'm sure it's even higher um, in, in, in other instances. For I have a direct experience uh, myself last Friday. Um, a couple of outbound yeah. emails didn't go, and in fairness, the my employer was straight back on to to all of us and said we've actually had experience. Now, the, the the actual downtime was about maybe half an hour but their system was able to detect that there was actually an ongoing attack on their IT system. But again, they had the, the, the safeguards in place and the systems there to protect against that. So, I mean, it goes to show it's it's very active and very current. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Like the safeguards, um, we, we identified every time I have a conversation with, our, with any of our clients or if we're trying to educate other customers to, to um, communication medium on cyber, it's it's about putting layers and bringing layers into your business, so that ultimately, when that attack happens, that you're in a position where you can recover from that attack, and and that be vulnerable uh, for it. Like and also, certainly there there are wonderful solutions out there. Um, simply your firewall and your antivirus software being being the first and foremost of it, but certainly nowadays the EDR um, advanced detection and email filtering and um, and most importantly, backup and disaster recovery planning is essential uh, for cyber in, in every business, however small or bigger business is. Um, it's the ability to recover. Because um, if you can't recover your data, your systems, in the event it's encrypted or, or, or taken, and um, you know, you're in trouble. Basically, um, an investment like that is, you know, it, it, maybe at one point in time it was a nice to have. It's an absolute necessity now, particularly if you're trying to protect consumer and customer data in, in the first instance. But the price point of people trying to get into that is the potential scale of the investment needed. Does that put off some companies and maybe smaller companies from engaging with something like Inet Solutions, or have people really realised that look, you know, this is much more achievable and doable than than we than they may have thought previously? Yeah, certainly. Um, I, I, I see 
therefore now have a budget allocated for security and are more security aware. Um, previous to this, yes, certainly uh, businesses would see it as a cost, um, whereas more thoughts and investments in your business, uh, introducing a firewall and our suitable security solutions. Um, it's, it's, like, it's like insurance. We all have to be insurance in everyday life. And the reason it's there first when something happens, it's there to protect us. The same attitude really should be uh, associated with cyber uh, for it. Like, you know? and, and going to that with insurance companies, they are enforcing um, through compliance. And, and now for a lot of uh, businesses, they're insisting that they have uh, a disaster recovery and cyber um, protect plan in place um, at minimum for their business. So. Yeah, and I'm it sure it'll also become part of, I can guess, tender processing where you'll actually be asked to kind of, you know, make the clearance and show that you've got all the various protections in place and all those backup and, and rescue whatever that you need in order maybe to fulfil maybe like a public sector contract or even a, a private sector contract. But when, from the point of view of INET, as I said, 19 years in operation now, over 100 clients at present, and the growth is continuing because you are actively hiring and looking for people to come join the team in Mullingar. What type of roles have you got available at the minute? Yeah, so we have a number of roles available um, at the moment. Uh, we've, we have six roles actually presently available, uh, ranging from uh, technical help desk engineers, account managers and admins, uh, including some management positions also. Uh, so we're, we're looking to obviously hire local as well. For, we, we have done it o- over the past 19 years or been very successful for us. It's it's, it's um, nice to be able to um, work with you know and support uh, local families and and um, we've had people people start their, their early careers with us and have bought their first homes and and uh, established uh, the, 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 you know their first see that and then um, we'd we'd welcome more for it. So so certainly yeah, it's exciting times for us uh, recruitment. It's ongoing for us, and um, we have all uh, the, the roles advertised on our website and our careers page and our website, inetcs.ie. So, yeah, we would, uh, we would certainly encourage to work local, uh, live local on it, and um, on it for certain, because we, we do realise the commute to Dublin or Galway is, is quite stressful for a lot of people who travel up and down, and they may have young families or may have commits uh, to sports or, or, or or otherwise are, are looking for a better work-life balance and that's something we, we can offer and we're proud to say that we can do that for Plenty of opportunities there in, in Mullingar too but uh, as part of like the, that expansion too you've recently just opened a, an office address in, in Newry because um, your clients spread not just on, on Ireland but into the north and into the UK as well and um, that's, that's another big move for INET. Absolutely yeah so uh, we're, we're uh, just trying to reach in into the north um, for it uh, it, with, with the, the concept that we already have clients in, in uh, the UK um, and we work with a lot of construction clients particularly and um, uh, manufacturing also for it. Um, so, yeah, Newry, you know, it's a great base. It's, it's just over the border. Uh, it's a kind of town. It's very accessible for it. Um, and uh, it's actually the, the, the home of... Uh, the Enterprise Trade Ireland, which is safe for it, has passed by it many times, go to warm points, so you see it there uh, when, when you're up that way for it, like you know. But yeah, we, we've um, had significant um, help from uh, Enterprise Ireland with a mentoring programme 
initially they reported a tendering proposal and improving our content, um, seeking out uh, public and private uh, business uh, in the north of Ireland. Um, but like most recently, we participated in the Elevate program just last year, uh, which is a, a program, a key program for businesses uh, trying to establish in the north and also contribute into the south as well. For and uh, we've had, we've had wonderful help from them. Um, and um, yeah, we're we're we're, we're um, on that program, and we look forward to extending and staffing also. That's fantastic. I mean, they're a very successful organisation and I think a lot of people may not be fully aware of, of what they do and what they can do for businesses. And that's why after a break, I'll be talking to the CEO, Margaret Harty, because many mid- businesses across the Midlands have done like you've done and, and used Internet Ireland to kind of create those links, to get the mentoring, to get that guidance you need in order to kind of grow the business in the north and then further into the UK as well. And um, so look at more great success stories coming. But as always, Ronan, fantastic to hear from you. Lovely to hear again another local success story. Anybody who wants to check out those roles that Ronan has mentioned there INETCS, I-N-E-T-C-S dot I-E. It's all there on the careers page. But for now, Ronan McNamara, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Ronan, thank you very much. Thank you. That's Ronan McNamara. They're the Managing Director and Founder of INET Computer Solutions based in Mullingar, but more recently after opening an office in Newry. But there are many job roles available in Mullingar and there will be roads coming up in their Newry office to INETCS.ie for all information you need. Time for a quick break. After that, the CEO of Internet Ireland, Margaret Harty, will be along to talk about that organisation, about its successes to date, what it's achieved and the fact that having peace on this island has been a key driver of economic prosperity. Taking care of business. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Yesterday marked the 25th anniversary of the signing of the Good Friday Agreement in 1998. A legislative assembly and an executive of local ministers was formed after the agreement was signed. Minister from the Executive and the Dáil agreed to meet regularly for cross-border cooperation on agriculture, health, education, environment, tourism and transport via organisations like Waterways Ireland and the Food Safety Promotion Board. The agreement though also allowed for cross-border economic development and saw the creation of Intertrade Ireland, which has been helping small businesses explore new cross-border markets, develop new products, processes and services and become investor-ready for over two decades now. Margaret Harty has worked with Intertrade Ireland for over 20 years, leading the development and delivery of its range of innovative business supports and was appointed to the role of Chief Executive of Intertrade Ireland in April 2021. I'm willing to say that Margaret joins me on the phone now. Margaret, um, a huge thing to happen. Intertrade Ireland was formed for, as a result of the Good Friday Agreement. How did it come about and how long after the signature of the agreement did it actually take place? Um, hi, Ronan, um, and it's great to um, be joining you here um, today. So, yeah, Intertrade Ireland was born out of strand two of the agreement, so the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday Agreement is is um, today. The cross-border bodies actually celebrate their 25th anniversary next year. So, um, so we'll be 20, celebrating our 25th anniversary in 2024. So, Intertrade Ireland has probably been operational, fully operational, for about 22 years. And it's funded, of course, by departments on both sides of the border too. That's obviously imperative to it. Is that its sole source of funding? Yeah, so um, our funding, we're funded two-thirds from the Irish government um, through the Department of Enterprise, Trade and Employment um, in the Republic of Ireland and one-third from the Northern Ireland Executive um, through the Department 
for the economy and I suppose as the trade and economic um, development body are what we do reflects the economic policies of both jurisdictions. So, um, so we our sponsor departments are Department for Enterprise, Trade and Employment and De- Department for the Economy in Northern Ireland, and with that we align very well, very much with their policies. Yeah, you can only begin to imagine the significance of a deal, of course, across for every aspect of our lives, but certainly from a business and economic perspective as well. So, when Internet Ireland was set up, what were its original strategic objectives? So there, if, I suppose if you reflect back um, 25 years ago, really you had two economies to a certain degree, two economies on, on one island, to a certain degree working um, back to back. And Intertrade Ireland was established to identify trade and economic um, cooperation opportunities for businesses. Um, on the island and over the last 25 years I suppose we've we've set ourselves up as almost like an all-island connector so we connect businesses in both parts of the island with opportunities whether it's export opportunities with opportunities to collaborate on innovation um, projects we link industry groups on an all-island basis and indeed policy makers and industry bodies because you know when you think of it our, our economic our policy priorities are, are complementary north and south so where both economies are working towards growing and um, being more sustainable looking for a low carbon um, economy and it makes it makes sense that we look at the opportunities to collaborate where there is an opportunity, but also to collaborate on an all-island basis where there is um, a challenge. So to inform a lot of that, we, con- we conduct a lot of, undertake a lot of research, um, looking at what those opportunities are and bringing policymakers and stakeholders together to say, well, you know, it's like everything in, in life, we can achieve so much more working collaboratively than working individually. And that would be our message to um, to businesses, particularly where a small, both north and, and south, our economy is, is dominated by small and, and medium-sized enterprises. They're very much the lifeblood of our economy. And we encourage businesses to look at opportunities to collaborate and to trade across the island. Working in, in partnership can be much more effective than working individually. And linking businesses up with the various universities, both north and south, is a huge part of your brief too. But if we look at just some of the numbers behind Intertrade Ireland at the minute, like over 1.3 billion euros worth of business development uh, value generated, um, over 18,000 new jobs created or jobs protected as well, almost 50,000 businesses supported on this journey so far too. So what are the typical type of supports that Intertrade Ireland have available for, for businesses of all sizes? So we, we focus in, um, I guess, from a business perspective in two key areas. So one of our main objectives is to grow cross-border trade, cross-border exports. So if you think of it from a, a small business perspective, both economies need more exporting businesses. Businesses that export tend to be more competitive, tend to be more productive. We help small businesses to take the first step exporting in, a, in the cross-border market. So for businesses in the Republic of Ireland to export into Northern Ireland, 
we give them financial assistance to identify what those um, opportunities are and then financial assistance to actually act on those um, opportunities. So for we have supported thousands of businesses in the Republic of Ireland to employ a sales rep to put them on the ground in the other market through our Acumen program to generate and grow new sales. There's lots of opportunities. The public sector market, the public procurement market on the island is a very large um, market and we help, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a com- it is a complex market as well, so businesses need to understand how to how those large procurement organisations buy, how to put a tender together. So we help businesses to um, to do that. And if you look at the cross border trade stats, we've seen an exponential growth in cross border trade. Um, and that's one of our key objectives is to grow the value of cross border trade and to grow the number of first time exporters. Um, and you know, when you think about it, we it's 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 the most common sense way to start your export journey. Once you export in for companies in the Republic of Ireland to export into Northern Ireland, you've already started on that export journey and then we want to encourage businesses to go and sell their products and services off the island using that expert the experience they've had in a cross border sense. That's a very safe way of exploring that as well because it's the you know, same language is is literally just across the border too and uh, time zones are the same. So a great way to get your foot into that export market as well. And you've supported over 1,300 first-time exporters in doing so already. Of course, it to link this back to the Midlands here, I know there's even lots of companies around Tullamore and Offaly who are exporting or selling into the NHS directly. But a company like Midlands Steel in Mount Mellick, they used your Innovation Boost programme a few years ago um, and partnered with Queen's University. And I mean, they're one of the most innovative companies on the island at this point. They're a, that's a fantastic um, example, um, Ronan, of what we're trying to do in terms of encouraging businesses to think about cross-border collaboration. So in Midland Steel, um, we partnered them up. They, they wanted to look at an automatic, automated um, manufacturing system um, for their, 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 the work that they do. Um, we matched them up with Queen's University, with a team in Queen's University in Belfast, um, and they were abs- they were able to put in an automatic, an automated manufacturing robotic um, system, and that again that was so crucial to them in terms of the you know the benefits that it brought to the to the business in terms of um, time you know efficiency. Um, they're they're involved in these um, very very large scale um, infrastructure projects. So time, speed, efficiency is is of the essence. So they're able to automate this whole process off site and bring that on site. These are jobs that need to be done very very quickly, often at at weekends, sort of large infrastructural projects in the UK and Ireland that they. They work on, and that is the type of of um, benefits that can be achieved through cooperation and collaboration. And we we promote, I suppose, open collaboration. So by working, encouraging uh, Midlands to work with 
um, Queen's University and we know they have gone on to do other work as as well. So it's really it's 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 opening businesses' eyes to what is available on the island to help businesses to innovate and grow and scale. And we've also um, Midland Steel are involved in a collaborative R and D project with another business in Northern Ireland at the moment. And again, that's allowing them to continue on their innovation story. So. There are so many opportunities for small businesses, whether it's trading, whether it's collaborating with another business, whether it's collaborating with an academic institution, and it's all available on, on the island. And we wanted, Trade Ireland wants to help small businesses right across the island to take advantage of these opportunities, and we, and we do it every day. Another part of your portfolio and brief as well is to make is to help companies become investor ready and you're quite active too when trying to link companies up with potential investors too and, and even most recently at a big venture capital summit in Croke Park. That must be a very enjoyable part of the role, I would assume. Yeah, that was one of the, um, again, and this goes back to when, when we were set up, that was one of the areas that we were asked to look at in the legislation was creating an equity culture on on the island of Ireland because at that time there was very little investment happened um, outside of the the main centres outside of Dublin and um, Belfast and through initiatives like our HBAN, our All-Island Business Angel initiative, that's allowing um, investor funds to flow into businesses right across the, the, the island to, who need that external in, investment to grow and to scale and to achieve the things that we want um, businesses to, to achieve. So this is an area that this and getting helping businesses to become investor ready, signposting them to sources of venture capital um, and um, angel financing right across the island has been a key part of what we've been doing for the over over 20 years and it's been really really successful and the you know the landscape today looks so so different than it did 20 odd years ago and again it's I think it's back to the legacy of you know, the, the, we're talking about the agreement, the, the prosperity that we have seen right across the island on the back of the, the Good Friday Agreement, which is very much a peace agreement. Um, and, you know, we're, we're running, we're actually running an all-island business summit on the 8th of June. And it's a free, we really want businesses from right across the island to come along. And it's really looking at what can we achieve for the next 25 years? What is, and the, the, you know, the opportunities are endless in terms of, you know, growing um, the opportunities that will be gained from creating a more sustainable environment, um, from the whole digital technologies. We talked about Midland Steel adopting robotics in to help run what is a manufacturing business. And we want to bring the, bring to businesses the opportunities that are there to scale and grow their their businesses and looking forward to the next 25 years. Is the importance of having peace on the island, is it overlooked, do you think, when it comes to things like FDI investment? Do we just not realise how the significance of it, I guess? You know, I, I think we, I think we do. You know, we we take for granted perhaps the impact that that has had um, on investment on the 
um, across the the island. And you know, if you even think about it, businesses, you know, one of the areas that we were very proactive um, as the trade body was in the whole area of 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 the Brexit and in helping businesses to navigate their way through the. Um, the various different iterations of that after since the referendum result in 2016, and the one thing that businesses re- that doesn't help businesses is uncertainty. And I suppose it's the same from an investment perspective. When you bring peace, you bring a level of of certainty, um, and that has definitely positively impacted on investment um, on the island. And even indeed with our indigenous, you know, we're 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 in, uh, um, you know, economies that are very much dominated by small businesses also. And it's very important when businesses are making an investment that they have certainty and that they have, um, you know, that there is peace and, and stability. So yeah, perhaps something we um, we do take for granted and, and probably shouldn't. It would be fantastic to see the devolved government sitting again, maybe to you know, around this time. You know, it'd be a nice expectation, and to bring maybe a little bit more stability to the to the whole island as well. Yeah, I think it's back to you know businesses flourish when there are when there is certainty, and um, we all we all want our businesses flourishing. Absolutely. Margaret, it's a fantastic story, as I say. I think it's a great one to bring to air because many people, they may not be overly familiar with Intertrade Ireland, but if they just start looking up the amount of companies you've helped and indeed look at companies like Midland Steel, um, they definitely need to check out and make sure they're not missing out on some of those supports and the guidance indeed and, and that and the opportunities that, that present themselves from being engaged with an organisation such as yourselves. But for now, thank you so much for taking time to come on this evening and all the very best in the role. Thank you, Ronan. Much appreciated. And if if you are a small business in your area and you think Intertrade Ireland can help you, I really would encourage you to come have a look at our website, intertradeireland.com. Pick up the phone and we're more than happy to talk to you. Certainly. Well done. Thank you, Margaret Hart, their CEO of Intertrade Ireland. Time for a quick break now. After that, some uh, big events coming up in the Midlands over the next couple of weeks. Talk to you then. Taking care of business. With thanks to the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmead. Find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business. Uh, time now to almost wrap up the show. But before I do, Midlands 103 Customer Service Awards 2023, they went live today. You can go onto midlands103.com and place your nomination. There is a multitude of categories there across beauty, fashion and retail, services, health and fitness, the wedding sector, construction and property and many, many more. Click on the website midlands103.com. Nominate the co- your companies that you'd like to, or the people you'd like to see rewarded for their excellent customer service. And those awards have been brought to you with thanks to all pro recruitment, the main sponsors for the event. And all the awards will be given out at the gala event in the Mullingar Park Hotel in July of this year. So lots to look forward to there. Another thing to look forward to is the Kilbegan races. Your local race course is back in action and it has a bumper race card for the season ahead. Uh, Managing Director Paddy Dunnigan has just stepped into the studio. Good evening, Paddy. What's coming up in Kilbegan yes, over the next um, couple of months? Well, and we're delighted. Um, we've staged 10 race meetings from now until next September and we're starting with our Spring Tour National Hunt race meeting on next Thursday, uh, the 20th of April and Friday the 21st of April. First race at approximately 4pm. And uh, we're looking forward to a very good year. We had a great year last year. Um, our numbers last year were actually up on pre-COVID in terms of paying customers, which was very good. A lot of new sponsors on board and we've a lot of interest for this year. So overall, as you all know, Kilbegan is a great social occasion. It's a great place for people to go and meet friends 
and um, we get quite a number of companies um, taking their staff out and their customers for days out. The racing industry contributes over two billion to Irish economy annually. So again, you, we know that money trickles down locally here too, and it's fantastic. You know, there's ten races coming up this evening. Any particular events that really stand out and people should mark their calendar for? Well, I suppose look at the, our, our, our two day starts in April, but um, our Midlands National in July the 14th is always our big event of the year. Um, it's the Axa Farm Insurance Midlands National. Also, um, we've got two very good companies coming on board to sponsor our race meeting on Friday the 12th of May. But look, overall, uh, the key meetings of the year, 12th of May, Sunday the 4th of June, the Midlands National the 14th of August, and then of course our Saturday evening in August. But we've got 10 meetings and Kilbegan is all about social occasions. So hopefully we get to fine weather. That's what really makes it. Makes a difference. Will we see you in the saddle this year? You got into the saddle last year for a bit of promotional stuff. Will we see you back in it in your well, Kilbegan colours? Well, I don't know. I still have the colours. I'll have to see about that. <laughs> no bother to you at all. Paddy looking fantastic. Yeah, for people to find out uh, more about the race car that's coming up, uh, how can they do that? Um, just go on to our website www.kilbeganrace.com and book your tickets online and book them early for our discounts. There you go. Booked them, booked them now. Booked them early and available those discounts as well. And of course, if you're a corporate party as well, you can uh, look there and see what packages are offered there. Paddy, thanks a million for dropping in this evening. And as I say, keep your eyes peeled on social media. You might see him on a horse again in the near future. Who knows? Um, other than that, listen, thank you all for joining me this evening as well. Hopefully, tonight's show really shed a, a, a huge spotlight on the importance of the Good Friday Agreement that was signed 25 years ago. It brought peace to this Ireland. It has enabled a huge amount of economic prosperity and really set the, you know, it really created that platform for the company to the country to grow and develop in the way it did and the good news is listening to the um, American Chamber of Commerce is there's much more to come particularly from an American FDI perspective too anyway lots more to come next week on Taking Care of Business talk to you then Business returns next Tuesday at 7pm with the local enterprise offices of Leash, Offaly and Westmeath find us on localenterprise.ie and let's talk business